0: back. The way we consume and share news today is largely rooted in social media it's a reason why I decided it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online, from the hottest to issues to trends for our daily social media, and we're joined by your of studio. Good morning. Good morning. we apparently habitual creatures. Uh, I, I, we always cue the intro at a certain time with that song, but today was a little Lena different. Lena tried. <laughs> and failed miserably. <laughs> 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 I wish I could show you the process. Anyway, thanks for joining us, here. Pleasure, as always. All right. I feel like our first topic of discussion is quite appropriate, considering it's rooted quite literally in social media yeah. outlets. Uh, David Beckham, with a humble
1: 71.5 million followers, handing over control of his personal Instagram account. That's right. Uh, Beckham is also a a UNICEF ambassador, Mm. and uh, he has recently decided to use his social media influence, a massive one at that, to highlight the difficulties uh, of medical professionals who are, well, still working during the Russian invasion. You're right.
0: I mean, we're talking about shortage of staff, shortage of supplies. They don't have enough medicine.
1: Uh, They're trying to get more aid in, but not necessarily in a timely fashion. Correct. So what he did was he handed over his Mm. Instagram uh, to Dr. Irina, she Mm -hmm. goes by. Uh, She's the head of a perinatal center in Kharkiv and uh, he wanted to show his followers, basically the grim reality Mm. Ukrainians are facing on a daily basis Mm. and to encourage donations. Mm. Now, speaking in a video on Instagram, uh, Beckham said... Hi, everyone. I'm handing over my social media to Irina, the head of the regional perinatal center in Kharkiv, Ukraine, where she is helping pregnant mothers give birth safely.
0: Because they're giving births even through this crisis. Yep. Uh,
1: what have the videos or what else has the videos shown so yes, far? Yes, these footages are actually quite shocking and dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it They show the maternity bunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Irina is uh, taking viewers through a day in her life on the front line. Mm. Uh, These videos and images show newborn babies and patients being treated in the basement. Mm. Uh, You know, there are staff, medical staff, Mm. not many of them on standby. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're basically helping pregnant women safely give birth.
0: Uh, in bunkers. Yeah, in uh, bunkers. It, it really must be a 24-7 uh, job for the medical professionals in the bunker. Yeah. I, I do wonder, though, h- how did these pregnant women know where and how
1: to find Dr. Irina in the first yeah, place? Yeah, that was the first question that right. I asked myself. How did they find this bunker? Well, the first day that Putin invaded Ukraine last month, mm. uh, this doctor spent three hours evacuating mothers and pregnant women to the basement. Mm. And uh, what is heartbreaking is that all, you know, all babies who are in mm. intensive care, They had to remain in the main part of the hospital because they rely on these life-saving equipment Mm. that cannot be moved. So only a portion of the babies could be moved to the underground bunker. And the remaining babies, they they, they had to stay behind. They had to stay put because the machines had to stay put. Correct. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Irina is down there in the bunker all day long. Mm. This is a 24-7 job for her. Mm. And not only is she tending to the mothers, mm. uh, she's unloading cargo, she's <sighs> working on logistics, and she's also offering emotional support. I'm sure... All of the women need that in large doses.
0: And not just physical support, but emotional ones too. That's a lot of hats to wear all at once. It is having destroyed. I can't imagine what it must feel like for new mothers to be homeless all of a sudden. I know. Also aimless, not knowing what tomorrow will bring, right?
1: Exactly. Now, the doctor spoke about the importance of uh, the support UNICEF provides mm. um, how the Children's Fund has been delivering supplies to Ukraine for years mm. and how they have good logistics to deliver ready-to-use kits to maternity hospitals. Mm. Now, uh, there are oxygen generators mm-hmm. down there in the bunker provided by UNICEF. They okay. have basic equipment, basically. Now, one thing that really struck me hard was when she said this. She said, we're probably risking our lives but we don't think about it at all. We love our work, the doctors and nurses here. We worry, Mm. we cry. But none of us will give up. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and she said every single donation matters. You know, we actually had
0: a chance to connect with uh, a local reporter uh, situated in an undisclosed location in Ukraine. Uh-huh. And she said every single donation matters. Right. Because sometimes I think I'm a little bit careful to share where I donated to or, or be vocal about, you know, what I'm passionate about. Because... I don't necessarily want to just put the word out there and be like, "You have to do more." Right. I want people to feel the emotions before they're inclined to make their own decisions. But yeah. just know that every single donation, small, big, attention, the flag posted, wearing yes. yellow and blue, this, this all does help.
1: Didn't you talk uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago yeah. about how uh, people all around the world are doing whatever they can to yeah. help the people in Ukraine? Yeah. They're booking Airbnb yeah. rooms in Ukraine, which and is have by no intention to far go there.
0: The most creative idea I know, that I've come across. Right? I'm just thinking of people, we forget sometimes because the way na- news works, we report on probably the bad and the broken first before yeah. we celebrate the good mm-hmm. uh, deeds of anyone. But people, I-, I think, in times of desperate needs do come together for the greater good. I agree. All right, so don your yellow or blue if that's the way you want to show support today. On to a local story that is (laughs) quite surprising (laughs) because I was thinking, a nuclear family of seven, that in itself is already kind of odd in this Uh day and age. I mean, it's about, you know, families having one or two babies yeah. at most, but
1: yep. apparently quintuplets? Quintuplets. Quintuplets, is that what they're called? Yeah. <laughs> when five babies are born at once? Yeah. So um, they were born back in November last year, November 18th, and the story garnered a lot of attention at the time because, well, five babies all at once. <laughs> and it was the first time South Korea had actually seen the birth of quintuplets in 34 years. That's so. Yeah. The last uh, quintuplets that were born here was back in 1987. Now, the four girls and one boy were born at Seoul National University Hospital and at the time 20 doctors and 10 nurses assisted in the cesarean section delivery
0: 20 doctors yeah. and 10 nurses were they taking turns I feel like that much uh, medical personnel yeah. in a single delivery it was room very was... crowded in that
1: room yes <laughs> Now, the parents, they're both army captains. Oh. Born in 1991, they met in college, got married in December of 2018. Mm. The couple initially actually conceived six babies, but one of them died before birth. Actually, I hear that that's quite common, yep. right, when yes. it comes to
0: quintuplets and more. Uh, the likeliness of, you know, not all of the babies surviving the birth process Correct. is pretty common. Yep. It's been a little over four months now <laughs> since the birth of
1: uh, the quintuplets. Yeah. Uh, how is the family doing so far? They're doing great. That's the good news. Uh, the parents... <laughs> (laughs) parents and the babies are in good health and, of course, the parents are massively (laughs) sleep-deprived. You know, at the time of their birth, the babies each weighed a kilogram. Okay. Uh, Today, the babies each weigh four kilograms. So they've grown. You know what they say
0: about other people's babies growing up much faster? (laughs) I think it's very true.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, they were discharged from the hospital at the end of last month, Mm. and they're now back at home in Incheon. Oh,
0: God. I I just can't imagine what the parents are going through as we speak. Because, I mean, one baby is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: Two is hefty. Five babies all at once. I don't know what that's like. I know. So the mother is busy obviously uh, she also gets help from a postpartum nurse by day mm. and for the rest she gets help from her mother-in-law mm-hmm. uh, her husband uh, kim Jin-su also dives right into parenting mm. once he returns home mm. from work and the three of them they take two to three hour shifts at night mm. every night feeding the babies putting them to sleep. And the mother says, although she's grateful Mm -hmm. for the five-week postpartum care Mm -hmm. that the government provides, Mm -hmm. not all of her five babies can receive the government support because it draws the line to three babies Uh, at a given time. And the family has to pay for the service for the remaining two babies. I don't know. Local
0: governments intervene. I I mean, this is a pretty high-profile story. I mean, considering the last time we talked about a quintuplets was back in, I don't know, 1980s, did you say? It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. Oh
1: come on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, South Korea has such a low birth rate. Yes. And the government is working on, you know, providing incentives right. so that families can have more babies. Right. They can definitely do more. Right. Help the ones that yeah. are born happily and healthily. Um, I mean,
0: if two army captains can't handle the workload, yeah. I'm not quite sure who can.
1: <laughs> you know, you know, they they will soon have to find help themselves. Yeah. And in that case, one option is that the father of the children will have to take a leave of absence from work. He'll have to take a break. Okay. Well, I'm telling you,
0: local governments, this is your chance to do something (laughs) big and good and influential. I mean, people have their eyes on the story. Mm -hmm. On to our last story. Yihua University professor and students kicking
1: off a series of peace concert in front of the Russian embassy starting this week. Yes, they kicked off the concert series yesterday at 12.30 p.m. Uh, The concert series is titled Small Concert for Peace. Uh, It's being held in front of the Russian embassy. And basically, uh, they just want to send out a message of peace. Okay. Yeah, the awards going on and the concerts will take place at the same time every weekday, Mm. weather permitting until Russia stops its invasion of Ukraine. Mm. Yeah. So um, in addition to the string quartet, a Korean traditional music ensemble and other musicians will be joining the event as well.
0: All right. So every day at 1230, uh, beginning yesterday, 30 minute performances in front of the Russian embassy here. Uh, This is an instance where art is being employed as a tool to convey a political message and a peaceful one at that. And, yes. and of course uh, trying to relay the collective voices of those against the war in Ukraine. Yep. There's presently a lot of talk about artists and their political stance in a time of war. You know, there's
1: a lot of controversy over whether music and mm. arts of Russian origins should continue to be appreciated and performed amid mm. the ongoing war. Opinions remain hugely divided. Mm. Uh, famed Russian pianist Boris Berezovsky recently shocked the classical music world after calling for pressure to be increased on Ukraine by cutting power to the capital, Kiev.
0: Um, this is a time where I can't say everyone is entitled to their mm. own opinions because you're talking about lives being lost and uh, brutally at that. Yeah. Um, but I've also heard about artists uh, speaking up on behalf of, well, those who are against the war, mm-hmm. too. So be mindful of all those stories that you take in. Yeah, Thank you very much, Erica, for Pleasure. the coverage. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.